0: From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging, maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey! That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are
1: we ducks or what?
0: The Mighty Ducks, rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
1: Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson.
2: Ducks. 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 Ducks.
1: uh, I think it's quack. 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 Quack.
2: Agree to disagree.
1: Agree to disagree. (laughs) Welcome back. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome. If you are an old listener, welcome back. We appreciate you here. So our show is called Old Millennials Remember Movies because Tyler and I are Old millennials. Millennials being people that are born 1980 to 2000, which is a huge gap. We were born in 83 and 84. And uh funny quick story before we jump into some other stuff. I was talking to some actual millennials that were born in 1995. Young millennials. Young millennials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not actual. Because we are actual Mm -hmm. millennials. Oh, so some young millennials. And I said, hey, yeah, we're doing our podcast. We watch Mighty Ducks. And, And one of them was like, Mm, uh, oh yeah i think i watched that tv show and i was like get the fuck out of here
2: there was a cartoon briefly
1: with some ducks Mm -hmm, yeah Yeah, that's what he was referring to and i was like no it's like a hockey movie with kids and emilio estevez and he was like "Mm, no i don't
2: well to be fair that cartoon only probably came out a couple of years after the movies kind of started rolling so and also
1: he was like two years old when mighty ducks came out so, Old Millennials, here we are. Today we're going to talk about the first and best, because I can't remember the sequels, to Mighty Ducks. First one's the best. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, before we talk about Mighty Ducks, let's quickly talk about what we've been watching recently. I
2: have actually caught up on a couple of movies. Yeah, we've been trying to get you to play a little catch-up before we do a special episode of this show coming very soon, I would say. A special episode, yeah, where we talk about our uh, best movies of the 2018. But you needed to watch some more movies before we could do that show, so we're letting it bleed into 2019 a little bit more than maybe yes. some other places.
1: And I love being alive in this time period versus even 10 years ago, where around Oscar season, if you didn't see a movie in the theater, like tough luck, like you you had to like maybe see it like illegally online. But I mean. Ten years ago, that wasn't really even an option.
2: Things are coming out really fast now.
1: Yeah, so now I was able to catch up on not necessarily Oscar winners, but definitely movies that might be my top ten list. Yeah. Um. So I watched Hereditary, which is a witchy horror terror thriller film movie that was on Amazon Prime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Um. And uh, you watched it, and you thought it was pretty good, and then you told me to watch it.
2: It's yeah, it's a scary movie. I think it has one of the best performances of the year. It's Tony Collette, but it's a it's a big strong year for female performances, especially. So even though I really love her in the movie, I if I had to only pick five, I, she might be out of that five. But oh. it's so good; it, she's really good. I'm not not trying to to knock her down. I'm just saying it's been a great year for female performances, and she is one of them.
1: She is one of them. I would say she the, her performance reminded me of the like um, strong badass, but like emotional. Um, What's her name in that one movie we watched? Wow. Let's see. You can get it. You can get it, Tyler.
2: Are you talking about Charlize no. Theron? Mm-mm. Are you talking about Anne Hathaway? No. Are you Mm-mm. talking about
1: Katie? Davis in oh, The Widows. Davis. Okay. Yes. In Widows, yeah. Yeah. Viola okay. Davis. She has that same sort of, like, strength and intensity and, like, I'm going to lose my shit, but also, like, I don't know. She's really good.
2: I was really curious to get your thoughts on this movie because it's got some. Without giving anything away, although it's out, you can watch it. There's some there's some twists and turns in this thing. There's one kind of in the early or to middle, and then there's the crazy stuff that happens at the end.
1: Okay, first off, yeah, the girl they cast. Mm-hmm. So they cast a girl who's playing a 13 year old. Right. And no offense to this actress whatsoever whatsoever, but she's creepy as fuck. Like her it's a face, good performance. Yeah. Her face and her. She creepy looking. Just in general. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with her. Yeah. So right off the bat, you're like, nah, something's up. Um, and then it gets creepy. And then there's a scene that's shocking. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, wow, I'm shocked. Yeah. And then um, it's terrifying. And it's raw and emotional um, as the characters are dealing with stuff. And then... <laughs>
2: Being so vague, which and is then important. The
1: last part of the movie mm-hmm. mm, sort of lost me, and I'm in. I'm into like supernatural witchy stuff. Like mm-hmm. that is my realm. I love it. I'm into like if things are going to be crawling on the walls or hiding in the corners. Like I'm into that. Yeah. But it just it lost some of its rawness, and it got into this like I I don't know how to describe it, but it kind of lost me a little bit. I would, where yeah. like the terror for me was lost. I was like, this is stupid.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, I I. Had a really similar experience. I don't think I shared that with you ahead of time, but it it, it holds you for a, a while, and then like I thought it was really scary, really good performances. It's almost better as like a drama, yes, about what it's about, yes, um, if and it it with some supernatural elements. But
1: it could have cut off before any of the climactic stuff at the end happened, yeah. and it, it would have been like, oh my god, why did that movie just end? This is fucked up. Yeah. Versus like this is okay.
2: I would agree. A little rough in the ending I think that's been the sticking point for a lot of people I also like the thing that likes it's you know I think it's well regarded but it, there's a there's a split on the ending some people think it really kind of seals the deal as like a new horror classic and then there's people like me that's like eh, it's not great but it doesn't soil the whole thing for me anyway I thought it's still pretty good
1: yeah I would say it was a lot worse than the ending of the witch a few years ago where yeah because like I wouldn't put those in the same category
2: no it's hard I know, I know you're I mean it's like Low budget, heavy drama type horror movies, so it's easy to kind of compare the two. But they really, it's hard to compare them because they're not really like in any other way. But, mm-hmm.
1: but they, that this Hereditary did make me kind of think of that movie again, and then this movie went way deeper into off the debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I'm into that kind
2: of stuff. So yes, like, you are.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, the other movie I watched recently was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs mm-hmm. on the Netflix,
2: the Coen Brothers movie, which right talked about a few weeks ago yes when it first came out
1: you convinced me to watch it mm-hmm. i did watch it broken up i had to break some of the stories up over a couple days yeah um just to get through it um i don't <laughs> it wasn't my favorite all right it was it was in your top
2: uh well i so i wrote uh i had to write my kind of best of list for the publication i write for and that was uh in my top ten at the time, you know, things... I, I'm purposely keeping that list fluid because I'm still seeing some stuff, and it might be very different when we talk about it in a soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really liked it. I watched the back half of this with you again, mm-hmm. and it sealed the deal for me. I really like it. I, I find every uh, segment to be strong. But that's me. I don't know. It's, uh... An acquired taste, I suppose.
1: I was enjoying it, but then it felt like so. It's it's a movie that has how many different six, stories? Six, six, stories. six different stories. And at first, like the first two, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is Coen Brothers. It's kind of comedic but dark and kind of interesting. And it makes you it makes me think of like reading a book of short stories." which is kind of a, it's always kind of fun to do that every once in a while when you're a reader of full novels to dive into little short different tales. Um, But after, like, the third one, I was just like, okay, this is, like, almost the same story, or at least the same predictable ending to every story. I was like, and there it is, next one. And there it is, next one. All
2: right. I like the, I probably like the... The later stories more than the first two, which I find to be funny, but I like, I like how dark the movie goes and goes, steers away from the comedy. Um, to some extent, my favorite segment, I told you after you watched the whole thing, you, you looked at me puzzled. Like, cause it's the, the girl who got rattled is my favorite of the bunch. Uh it's the longest one and you just were like, why?
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I enjoyed it and the, uh, I think that one, that story could have been tightened up. It was a little bit too long. I thought it could have been tightened up the movie was kind of long and i broke it up like you were trying to tell me that maybe i would have enjoyed it better in one sitting on a bigger screen
2: yeah but i mean i and, get it okay. <laughs> i get it you know this was it Remind having you tell me your thoughts on this reminds me of. Okay, i think the last coen brothers movie that i also really i see i'm in the bag for them clearly but i really liked uh hail caesar which came out a, a couple years ago? I saw it in the theater. Really liked it. It came on HBO finally, and I try to get you to watch, and you're just like, "What are we doing?" You were like not into that one either. No, so I this is kind of feels like the same. And that had a very, it's it's definitely more a comedic movie, but it definitely has a more it has an episodic structure a little bit, and it seemed like that wasn't working for you. <laughs>
1: Name some other going Brother movies.
2: Well, I mean, you got the classics. You got Old oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? You've mm-hmm. got Fargo. You've got mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. You've got The Big Lebowski, you've got Blood Simple, you've got... The Big Lebowski's them? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm
1: not kidding. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I should know that.
2: Yeah, you should. Uh, a Serious Man, Um, uh, so like, Inside Llewyn Davis. I like all these movies a lot.
1: <laughs> I, I think I'm hitting about 50 with them, 50%.
2: Oh, that's weird. Who are you? But that's I don't okay. know. I don't...
1: I'm oddly, like, broad...
2: They are a. They do have a bleak worldview, I would say, and so I can see how if you I got like, pummeled by that, it would I be like weird.
1: The bleakness, but I think the bleakness tied with um, uh, too long of movies.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I like
1: my shit to move quick. When you said "Brother, We're Out," though, I don't think I loved that movie either.
2: You should go back and watch it. It's great.
1: I don't know. There's just like. There's some sort of style they do that just I fail to connect with wholly. I don't know what's happening right now. so (laughs) you can still be married. It's okay. You can still love me.
2: I don't know what's happening right now. It's okay. Um, i get with buster scruggs i get it i'm not gonna hold you to the fire like i would with some other other movies but
1: i enjoyed it yeah i wasn't just like really excited about i recommended it to people
2: i'm a i'm big in the bag for westerns too which is weird because i i don't i think when i was younger i didn't care but i think we get so few of them now that i'm just like ooh western i want to watch that and i'll bring that up in a minute but um yeah i like i just i like that and i like I
1: may. Okay. I like a
2: methodical pace in the western because I do like to kind of gawk at the scenery a little bit. That's me.
1: I may have also been PMSing just a little bit, oh, so okay. I <laughs> may have been a little impatient with the movie. Like, okay. oh god, another one!
2: Right after that, you're like, I'm going to start Roma. I was like, we should just start Roma right now. You're like, not in the mood for like slow and methodical. Let's not. I'm almost like I don't. I don't want to be in the room when you watch that. I don't. <laughs> I think it's going to be a thing where if you watch it and you don't like it, you're just going to have to, like, not mention it to me. <laughs> Wait, it's kind of like how I never watched The Artist. I didn't like, I didn't really like The Artist that much, though. Like, that's, I don't think that's a fair comparison, other than they're both black and white. That's ridiculous.
1: They're both black and white. That's a very fair comparison. Oh, my God. Shaboom. Okay, what have you been watching recently, babe?
2: Okay, so, uh, Hulu just did a good drop of some stuff. They oh. dropped Support the Girls, which I had seen. That's very good. People should check that out. Um cool. Who's that? That's Regina Hall. I think I talked about that a few episodes back, but it's on Hulu now, very easy to watch and very good. Um, And then, so I didn't watch that, but I watched uh, Hearts Beat Loud, which is this kind of musical indie comedy with Nick Offerman uh, playing a dad who has a record store and he and his daughter, who's about to go to college across the country, they like to jam and they kind of come up with a song or two that's really good. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're kind of a band. That's cool. And so you have um that little story. It's very small and modest. It has a really good supporting cast, oddly though. Ted Danson's in it, Tony Collette, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Um yeah, and it's got uh the 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 girl, oh, the girl is somebody too, the daughter, I can't remember now, but she's got a girlfriend who is the lead of American Honey, a movie I liked quite a bit from 2 years ago. So it was like great and she's like a when she came into American Honey, I'd never seen her before. She's almost like a new actress, and to see her again, I was like, "Oh, good, she's getting work." Um, it's good. It's the music's fun. It's a great little star vehicle for Nick Offerman. We love Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. you and I. So, yeah, you probably watch watch this and enjoy the hell out of it. I'd is say. Is it
1: sweet? Is it bittersweet?
2: It's bittersweet. It's oh, you know. Like, I don't like a parent the, like, my
1: kids are gonna grow up and yeah. leave me stories.
2: But it's it's just a good. I mean, it's not it's nothing special, but it is a good Nick Offerman. Uh, vehicle, so okay. that's good. I think anytime you can use him is great. I watched, oh man, so this is the I've never, I, I probably have watched like th- three hours of skate videos in my entire life, and then I've now this year have watched three skate skateboarding themed movies. I watched Minding the Gap, which is a documentary also on Hulu. It's very good, and then I watched this one, a new like smaller. It's a smaller drama that came out earlier this year called Skate Kitchen. And this is about a teenage girl who joins, like, a a girl skateboarding group in New York City. Now and
1: or, like, back in the 90s? Now. It's okay. about, now,
2: during, like, now. And it's kind of based off of, like, the filmmaker found these people in New York City that did this. And a lot of them are non-professional actors that she hired. It's cut. Non-professional actors or new actors, plus Jaden Smith, randomly. Jaden Smith is, like, kind of a romantic interest for the main character. That's a little weird and distracting to the rest of the movie. But it's pretty good. I'd say it is uh, all right on par with these other two. I liked Mid-90s. I liked Maybe the Gap a little bit less than everybody else seems to be fawning over that documentary. Mm. I think it's good, maybe not great. And then I would put good movies about, like, the artfulness of skateboarding. And, cool. uh It's good. I don't what know. What was it called? Skate Kitchen. On Hulu. On Hulu. And then a okay. the third Hulu movie I watched, because they were all just dumped on January 1 or something, was a Western called Damsel. Mm. And this is Robert Pattinson. And I always know, I never know how to say her name. It's Mia Wyakowska. She's like the very good actress. Uh, so this is a Western where Robert Pattinson is going across it, the West or going somewhere. To rescue his girlfriend from a kidnapper, essentially, it's called damsel. And Robert Pattinson is doing a thing. I, what's weird about Robert Pattinson? He's been the on Twilight this, guy? Yeah, he's been on this train ever since Twilight ended, of doing really interesting, bizarre movies with good performances. That um, good time from last year is, is crazy. On with uh, the other guy. It's good. He's, he's, he just keeps doing these uh, these um, these kind of smaller, weirder parts. And this is another one of these, just strange. He's just, he's such a, he's a weird guy. He's writing songs on the trail to declare his love, but the songs are terrible, and it's (laughs) kind of funny. And then it has a pretty great twist, and it's awesome. And then the movie has nowhere to go, because the twist happens too early, I think.
1: Oh, no. Yeah,
2: so I, I love the twist. I love what it did, but then it, unfortunately, didn't really... The narrative seemed to kind of stop. I kind of understand what it was going for, but it needed another driving force to kind of keep it going. I don't want to.
1: Does he get kidnapped? I,
2: I don't. I don't want. That wanna, seems
1: like an obvious twist.
2: Saying anything is. is he got
1: kidnapped, didn't he? He got I, kidnapped. and like the lady has to save him. Boring. That's maybe. not a real twist.
2: I. I'm just gonna say that the twist is really good. I like the execution of the twist, but it. It then there's another 45 minutes. So to me, I was disappointed by the the last half. But. Oh. uh It's kind of worth. I'd say. It's kind you of worth it to watch. You said you
1: were disappointed by the last half,
2: yeah, and but, then you're recommending no, it. I mean, it's not great, but I do. It, it's. I'd be. I'd be curious if you just watched until the twist to see what you thought. <laughs> oh me. Yeah, and just. Uh, do you, know. you like
1: what's her name? Is she in the whole movie, or she's she... in a
2: good amount of it? Yeah, she's, the first part is kind of introducing him, but then she gets into it pretty quickly. So.
1: Does the girlfriend get killed, and so it's like
2: no? She's in quite a bit of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not. It's it's it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, it's not great, but and then. So then I, I told you I had to finish my uh, list, my best of list. So I needed a little bit of a palate cleanser for a couple days of watching these prestigious uh, whatevers. So I tried Gotti, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. This is the notorious uh, John Travolta movie that MoviePass funded about uh, John Gotti. Did I talk about this on the podcast? No.
1: It's, I don't think so. Uh, if you did, I was totally zoning out while you did.
2: I had heard it was kind of like so bad, it's entertaining. No, I would, just I would, so bad? I would disagree with that. Okay. I did not make it through the entire thing. So not recommend. Tough for me. It's terrible. It's horrible. You turn it's it It's incoherent. Yeah, it's not funny. It's John Travolta flailing around, trying desperately to overact in a thing that's just not worthy of anything. Real
1: talk, he's not a good actor right now. He he,
2: he can be good in the right thing, but mm, this was not Prove he, it. Not, prove it. Show me. He was just in a Western a couple years ago that was very good. Like, like ten could, years ago, probably no, it was like last year, or the year before that, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. So then I also turned on. This is the last thing I'll talk about. I'm always curious about these Pitch Perfect movies. I've not liked a Pitch Perfect movie, but I think that they're fascinating entries.
1: Because you're snooty. No, I mm, like. Yes.
2: I was a guy that watched that Glee show for longer than I didn't see the whole series, but I hung with that thing for a while. Uh, but I like the, the singing, it's goof, goofy kind of stuff. I really like Anna Kendrick. So I've seen Pitch Perfect 1 and thought, eh, this is okay, but I don't get it. And then I've seen Pitch Perfect 2, and I was like, this is worse, I don't get it, but it's not the worst. At least it's like got the singing. So then I turned on, on HBO, Pitch Perfect 3. And I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, it is, even people that like the Pitch Perfect movies, if they sat down and watched this, it, it must be confusing to them, because it's not... Doesn't follow the structure of the other ones. They it it includes this whole like spy pot plot line. It's very very strange. And then the the thing about it that I I couldn't handle was part of the plot involves the the group the singing group trying to get win uh an opening act with DJ Khaled. Hmm? Are you familiar with this DJ Khaled?
1: No. Wow,
2: you're. A lucky person.
1: I'm an old millennial. So
2: DJ, call. I don't know a lot about him other than I've seen him on talk shows, and he confuses me, and because I don't understand the the appeal, essentially
1: because <laughs> you're old.
2: And then, and every if you turn on a, a pop or a contemporary hip hop or uh, even just contemporary pop forty station, a lot of the songs will be produced by him, and you know it's produced by him because throughout the entire song you'll hear him go. DJ Khaled, it's a DJ Khaled hit. Like, every song. And it's, like, not even just, like, when, like... Remember when Puff Daddy used to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, P, Diddy, and the fam. He'd do it, like, one time in a song. DJ Khaled's doing it, like, eight times in a song. So then, you watch Pitch Perfect, and he... Okay, so he's in the movie a little bit, because it's about a thing. But he's... his. It's He's like, old. His name is dropped in the movie... So much, like every other line of dialogue is like, "Oh, this is DJ Khaled's house," or "This is DJ Khaled's uh, microphone." Oh, you want to get over here so we can meet DJ Khaled in Spain? Oh, hey, DJ Khaled's going to be coming in in ten minutes. It is more it, like somehow he worked it into the contract where like his name would just get dropped as much as his name gets dropped in uh, movies or in songs. I I don't understand it. It was it, it's a weird phenomenon. I don't get the DJ Khaled thing. I am very clearly an old millennial.
1: No, he's old. He's forty three years. old. No, but old. he's
2: very he's 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 popular. Is what I'm saying. Like he's had hit a lot of hit songs. Or, or
1: he was literally a a radio host for a Miami-based music radio station in 1999.
2: Yeah, look, I don't I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why his name is list, is mentioned a thousand times in Pitch Perfect three. I I'm glad the series is now apparently over. I can stop trying to understand them. That one is the worst one. I can't imagine people that like Pitch Perfect liking it. It's just poorly constructed. Anyway, there mm. you go. That was what I watched. I tried to palate cleanse. Now I'm back to like, uh, I got some discs. I even started their Netflix discs again so I could watch some more stuff. Because I, yeah, no, nope, I'm done. Gotti and Pitch Perfect 3 and I'm back to like, no, I don't need to watch this garbage. Okay.
1: That's wow. it. Wow. That's it. Okay. I
2: blasted through them for you.
1: Nice job. Tried. I've been watching less Netflix television recently Good. because I've done a little thing in the new year. Welcome to twenty nineteen. I've I'm exploring this thing called books. Oh, cool. Not just like sciency health and wellness books. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. What is a book? So a book is a thing full of pages of which someone's written a story in. Continue. Oh man. So I I did just read a couple kind of disturbing books i think i need to pick one that's like uplifting and and light to help help my overall mood maybe i would have enjoyed ballad of buster scrubs more <laughs> all right maybe and i'm keep reading these end of the world apocalyptic type
2: i can't even watch books. uh those kind of movies very much anymore because i'm just tired of them and so the fact that you would sit down and read like a book and devote even more time to it is uh, baffling to me. You told me that second one you were reading, and I was just like, I don't even want to read a page of that book.
1: Yeah, it's called the cabin at the end of the world. Just got
2: great reviews and people like it. I'm yes, not trying to dive on it. I finished it
1: in two days. Yeah, it's good,
2: right? I just, I, I just don't have interest in it. Yeah, it's it just was not for good. me.
1: Okay, so we're right around the 24-minute mark. We are, on average, that is how long we talk about what we've been watching. It's the
2: first segment. It's what we do. It's a structure. Segment
1: one. Fast
2: forward if you don't like it. Damn Check. it.
1: Yeah, if you're like, Jesus Christ, get to the Mighty Ducks. You should have been... Hitting that fast-forward button a while don't ago. don't
2: you mark it for people? Say, hey, skip ahead to minute 24 or I whatever. I told you
1: we should start putting that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah around minute 24. Yeah. Okay, so before we talk about Mighty Ducks, we start with our segment of What Do You Remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is where we sit down before the movie, and Tyler cheats, and he looks on Wikipedia to see That's what the plot lie. is. That's a And lie. he writes it, and then he pretends that, that he remembered things or a lying liar who lies so i actually sit down and try to remember things i remember and i'll tell you what this exercise over 20 episodes has shown me Mm -hmm. um that my brain purges memories of movies pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and and the ones from 80s and 90s are they're gone Mm -hmm. until the movie starts going and then i start remembering so i'll go first okay are you ready yeah so here's what i wrote about what i remember about mighty ducks back in 1992
2: Sure, you say so. Yeah,
1: 1992. Okay. Some sort of life transitional things happen to Emilio Estevez. Has to move, loses a job, DUI, or something like that. And then he sees some kids playing hockey and decides he's going to coach them. They are awful. There's a little kid, a chubby kid, an annoying kid, a girl who's pretty good because she's good at ice skating, and then Charlie. Oh, Charlie. They suck. They train hard. They lose a lot. There's some laughs. Charlie's mom and Amelia hook up, and then they do the Flying Doug V formation and kick some ass. All
2: right. I, I mean... you got
1: some hits and misses you there. You got some
2: details in there, correct? And you got some details in there that were uh, incorrect. It's, that's what happens. But as we're going to talk about later, some of those incorrect things, I think, were skewed to you by a marketing campaign that's I fascinating.
1: Fascinating.
2: Anyway, this is what I wrote. I wrote quack, 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 and quack. for quacks. Gordon Bombay. I can't believe you didn't remember Emilio Estevez's name. I
1: can't believe Gordon you Bombay. did. Gordon Bombay. You're Come a on.
2: fucking cheater. Come on. I'm not a cheater. That's just a classic film Okay, name.
1: you know what? Let's, you know what? I bet if I quizzed people and was like, what was the Mighty Ducks' coach name? They're not going to be like,
2: Gordon Bombay. Boom. Well, that's what separates me from the assholes of the world. I know Gordon Bombay's name. I think that's Bombay's what puts
1: name. you on the spectrum for randomly remembering stuff.
2: Gordon Bombay. <laughs> Okay. Gordon Bombay is a lawyer who gets a DUI or something. So for his community service, his, he, he, uh, oh, wow. Is it? Oh, it's the type, you know, when you type on your phone, get some autocorrects. His firm signs him Wait, up. Wait, what did it autocorrect? It said to? his first. Oh, okay. yeah. His firm signs him up to coach peewee hockey. The kids ain't shit, but he helps them get uniforms, teaches them the flying V and overcomes his past demons in his own peewee hockey career. Emilio Emilio at his most Emilio. Also, more Minnesota! This is the third movie, third children's movie that we've done on the show in 28, 29 episodes where Minnesota has been the backdrop. We had this, we had Little Big League, and we had Jingle All the Way. All set in the glorious state of Minnesota. And this one, think about this for a minute. It's 1992. They're filming it. Probably when? 1991? Oh, the Minnesota Twins just won the World Series. I mean, this is a great time to be alive in Minnesota. I'm gonna just put that out there.
1: I'm gonna guess that they might have been actually filming in 1992, but yeah, that's after. When did it come out? It came out. Let's hit a little thing called high stats. Okay, high stats. High stats. The Mighty Ducks, 1992, rated PG, clocks in at one hour forty minutes. Mm -hmm. Came out in on October second, 1992.
2: So they probably started filming. Maybe late 91 and into early 92. hmm Oh, that, they just, twins, oh, it's, they're riding high on those twins, that Twins World Series championship.
1: Yep. It was directed by Stephen Herrick, written by Steven Brill. It stars Emilio Estevez, some other people. Yep. And the budget, what's your estimated guess there, sir? Not
2: much. 20 million, 30 million.
1: It's estimated a $10 million budget. Okay. And it grossed in the U.S., 50 million
2: good good that's a good swing is it a good swing well they made sequels so it must have been profitable for them
1: it doesn't that doesn't seem like a that's lot that's in though. the wheelhouse
2: of like a disney live action hit in the 90s though that's a good that's that's exactly what they're looking for that's a five times plus yeah market. come on yeah they, they made some money on that they wouldn't go back to the well twice if they didn't make money on it
1: um it clocks in at an hour 40 minutes you said that and then down here it says runtime 100 minutes and i was like well that's different i'm tired math is really hard an hour and 40 minutes equals 100 minutes correct is this movie 10 minutes too long no (laughs) i agree it did not feel like an hour and 40 minutes it felt like the perfect sweet spot of 90 minutes
2: needed more because i've got some questions about how this season works and i'm very confused and i need help to understand it so i hope i get to dig into that soon and yeah, more this is probably
1: going to be like a three-hour podcast.
2: Oh god, <laughs> maybe.
1: I will give a shout out. Um, while looking stuff up on this, I did come across a podcast that is fully dedicated to only the Mighty Ducks. I love it, and they have over 150 episodes.
2: What a great time to be alive! Um,
1: I'll have to. I'll link to it in the show notes because if you're like a huge Mighty Ducks fan, you might as well go listen to a
2: few 150 episodes. It's more than that. Those people are heroes.
1: <laughs> um, they have a quote from the writer on their homepage that says something like uh like appreciate the dedication but i'm a little creeped out or something like that. It's well, funny. Well, yeah,
2: but that's kind of the thing. We've got a lot of these uh i mean there's like a podcast that goes minute by minute of Star Wars. That i get. 150 episodes of my Ducks. I mean, i'm not going to
1: i'm yeah. not going to fight it. I'm going to they should be proud of themselves. It's called the uh, the Quack Attack. Sure. You can find them at the com. Are they active? Yeah, they just posted one like 2 days ago. Wow. Fantastic. Good yeah, for them. Yeah, good for them. I love it. Um. Yeah. They. Yep. They just actually January tenth. God, they're beating us. That's for sure.
2: Good job, everybody. We did one. We already did one in 2019. Don't let's not.
1: Let's not.
2: Yeah, they probably. Um, they're probably doing a little better than us. I'm going to go ahead and assume.
1: <laughs> but it's pretty impressive. Good. I just. I, I. I. love
2: that. Good for um, them. Well, that, that. I mean, that is a good. Way to say that this movie has a passionate uh, fan base from yes. our generation. People our age seem to have very fond memories of The Mighty Ducks. Do you have fond memories? Do you remember seeing this or, or no? Well, let's see. I was about 10 years
1: old uh-huh. when it came out. Um, and I did not see it in the movie theater. Okay. Story of my life. Sure. We were too poor to go to the movie theater like you I mean, did all the, to go the time. To the
2: movie theater, whatever.
1: I guess. Maybe. You're rich, so you win all the time.
2: Rich. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) You know my parents. (laughs) (laughs) You know them.
1: So don't remember seeing in the movie theater. Yeah. I don't remember memories of watching it, but I remember the movie really, really well.
2: I definitely saw it in the theater. I don't have a specific memory of it, but I definitely saw it in the theater. I definitely saw the sequel in the theater. I definitely saw the third one in the theater. Not a lot of people saw that third one in the theater. This guy did. Uh, oh, no. I
1: can't wait to watch that, she said, shaking her head. Well, you know, there
2: are some admirable qualities across the whole series, in my opinion. But uh, I haven't rewatched those other ones, but they're on HBO, so they will be watched very soon, I'm sure.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i I do it. I'm in the mood now that I watch. Yeah, we
2: probably won't do an episode, but, uh, you know, We're save, save number two for Why another. Not?
1: Who another. cares? Let's do it.
2: Because there's other, already people out there that are, have done 150 episodes. Now I feel like, what are we doing here? Go listen to them.
1: All right. Well, thanks for (laughs) listening to us. We are the old millennials. Remember movies, and uh, we will uh, talk at you another.
2: I feel like we would. uh, (laughs) I've probably gained some brownie points, but from the internet, just by cutting it off right now. But uh, we'll probably just keep talking.
1: (laughs) Okay. So let's just jump in. Okay. Let's see. Opening credits. Mm -hmm. There's a flashback sequence to a kids hockey game Yep, to which Tyler goes, oh, man, there's the Wonder Years dad being a dick, a real dick of a coach.
2: Right. Not the Wonder Years dad. Nope. (laughs) I do this with this actor all the time. I know it's not the Wonder Years guy. It's the guy from My Cousin Vinny. Uh, the opposing lawyer. But for whatever reason, these two guys, especially in the Mighty Ducks, cause he's got like, uh. The
1: same haircut. He's got
2: the same haircut and it's, they've, they've put some dye in it, I think, yep. for these earlier scenes. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Wonder Years Dad. It's not the Wonder Years Dad. Mm-mm. The actor's name is, you've had it. Lane, yeah. Lane Smith, is that right? Oh gosh. We should the, be prepared.
1: <laughs> the opposing coach's name. Yeah. Yep. His, uh, yep. Coach Riley is played by Lane Smith. Right. He's in a ton of stuff ton of movies oh, or a ton of he's a great TV. actor
2: he's really yeah you, you enjoy him and everything
1: he passed away back in 2005 from yeah. ALS that's
2: too too bad but anyway this uh this opening scene has got I mean right off the bat you know that this coach is a dick he is just like giving a lot of pressure the game is tied he's got a penalty shot this is young Gordon Bombay he's like you're gonna win this for us or you're gonna be a fucking loser your whole life mm-hmm. basically is his mm-hmm. pep talk to the kid and yeah, I didn't
1: write what he wrote. I just wrote he's being a real dig of a coach.
2: And what my what I love about this right off the bat is that we've got like announcement, like there's a voiceo, like a uh, an announcer, an announcer going through the like a play by play announcer giving mm-hmm. us this Pee Minnesota. <laughs> Action, state which is not, right. I mean, that's game. fine. But I love that we're just that we're creating this world where this shit matters. You oh, know what it I mean? Is fucking important. It's important. These these fucking moments, because as we learn, Gordon Bombay's entire life seems to be shaped by this decision. It's a pivotal point. He because he fucking he shoots a shot and he hits the bar on the goal, misses the misses the goal. Now, to me, missing this shot should not be like the worst thing in the world because they have not lost the game. Is still tied. They go on to lose in overtime. Isn't that other people's, other players' they fault w- as well? Would have won the game though. Yeah, but it's a. But that's what kind of a silly. How are you going to blame a kid for that? That's just a weird thing. I would. I would. Other players messed up the. Uh, Gordon Bobay should be, in turn, like, thinking about maybe he sucked in overtime, too. You think maybe that's a possibility?
1: Well, he was probably all mopey for losing the game. So, yeah, he definitely sucked in I like in to overtime. hope that he,
2: like, was so upset that during overtime, he, like, took his skate off and, like, chucked it at the ref. And that caused, like, another penalty in which they, like, scored. I don't really know how hockey works, but that sounds right. Mm-hmm. He threw a, a, a very sharp skate, and then, yeah, they scored yeah. five points or something. I yeah. don't know. I'm not, I like hockey. Don't understand the rules.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> The next scene okay. is um, we're introduced to Gordon Bombay. He's in the
2: courtroom. Amelia em- West, if it's his first scene, love this scene too, because we've got a courtroom scene in which it is a scene in which they are trying to establish that he's a good lawyer without giving us any kind of details about the case or what is happening at all. It is the most generic like legal term terminology and legalese that they give you without really telling you anything. He cites a case that the judge had already like cited and he's like, "Oh, he's so good. He's such a he's such a skilled orator." Yeah,
1: you have no idea what the case <laughs> is about, which I guess you could argue you don't, you don't need to know. No. But he says something like, "Listen, he's talking to the person on the stand. He's like, "My client attempted to give you what you wanted. Put his neck on the line for your greed."
2: And Who knows was what the, this is about? And then it was that was an objection. Objection, Your Honor. And then he goes back approach to the his, bench. But then he doesn't go to the bench. He goes back to his client. He's like, "Pretend you're talking to me about something." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Like,
1: go up there and be a lawyer.
2: He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a bit you've seen before, but you know, he's just this is proven that he just doesn't give a fuck about and anything." He's like, "It
1: irritates the judge. It's my oh, favorite." Yeah. It's
2: well, I don't know how you're like the judge. I don't. Know, you don't. Know, the judge can throw him out at any point if he's irritating him really. But then he comes up,
1: Then he comes up to the bench and is like. Oh, well, I'm going to cite this case, Minnesota versus blah, blah, blah. And it it got turned over into the appeals court because the judge went and listened to the testimony. Do you remember who that judge was? It was you. And then the judge is like, objection overruled. And then it was like, oh, you're such a badass lawyer, Bombay.
2: So we get a quick scene of like, oh, the opposing lawyer is like, oh, I'm going to beat you one day. He's like, nuh-uh. And then he goes back to his boss where he's gloating, Mr. Ducksworth. Mr. Keep that name in mind for later. Uh, but then his boss is just like, yeah, you're good, but you're a cocky son of a bitch. And that makes him feel bad. So he does a thing that doesn't happen in Disney movies anymore. He goes and pops open a beer and goes driving drunk down the Minnesota streets. He sure does. Cause
1: his boss told him you need to score, not spike. Right. You need to show some restraint. He got, he got in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, a little bit. So he needs to go blow off some steam
2: with an open beer. bottle and he's lipping to the cop Gets pulled over. Yeah, it's the thing you're not going to see in his Disney movie. Like, it's just not a... Yeah, he's drinking and driving. This is the guy who has personalized license plates that you noticed that say, just win. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's internalized what that coach told him all those years, even though he uh, lost the game because he chucked his skate at the referee. That's not the refs. That's not the coach's fault. Anyway... So
1: then he's at his hearing for his DUI, and oh. It's the same,
2: the, the prosecuting attorney, isn't and it? And it's
1: the same judge. Oh, they want to throw
2: the book at this guy, don't oh. they? Oh. Yep. So it's trouble. He gets a, a plea, he gets a deal. His boss, Mr. Ducksworth, helps him get a deal. He gets 500 hours of community service, which is a lot, seems like.
1: 500 hours is so much. Okay. This really popped into my head today as Mm -hmm. I was at work listening to Pandora. And if you go into Pandora, your stations, it will tell you how many hours you've listened to a station. Mm -hmm. The station I listen to the most, we're talking like all day at work for probably a few years is like three asshole is like 380 hours of listening. And I'm thinking, God, Gordon Bombay had so
2: much more volunteer time. (laughs) Okay. Holy shit. That's a lot of time. I want to clarify something real quick. I think that a DUI is bad. 500 hours is getting off light. You could go to jail. I think it's terrible. Yeah, you, you, shouldn't, killed somebody. you shouldn't drink and drive. Yes. I'm not saying that it's a lot in that relation. I'm no. saying it's a lot for what we're supposed to understand is his sentence and how much he actually completes by the end of the movie. Because we're told that he completes this time. Yeah. And I don't know how he completed this time. Because he's coaching a team for, like, at most two hours a Three like, days a week?
1: Is, is he clocking in twenty four hours a day of just been uh, like, Well, I was thinking about the hockey, <laughs>
2: so it counts. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. He can't who's drive. Who's tracking
1: these volunteer hours? Who's signing them oh. off? Because in my experience, community service hours are very well like monitored.
2: Yeah, in better call Saul, he's gotta go do it and he's gotta get a signature exactly. from this asshole, and the is exactly. not he's giving a great cause he was on his phone trying to work a little bit while he was picking up trash. It's not good for better culture. That's the thing.
1: You have to have someone sign off. So, who's signing off on his volunteer hours? I don't
2: know, but he gets the sweetest gig in the whole world. I don't know why you would be griping about this. He gets a driver, he gets his full salary, and he's just got to coach some fucking hike, some little kids, a cocky? Easy. Okay, but real talk. Yeah.
1: What judge is like making a deal and was like, oh, scumbag who I fucking hate um, is a drunk driver. I think a good service would be him. Well, I don't spending time with young children.
2: I don't think that, that it doesn't. It seems like the boss has worked a deal, so he's got a but good. But working relationship. a deal has
1: to go through a judge. It
2: does, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's just community service. that he's not familiar with exactly. As long as you're coaching a team or volunteer, I mean, you know, he, mm-hmm. the, co- the judge mm-hmm. might not know. I don't. I'm it, not buying it. This is just a setup. And the, what, the, what I love about the Mighty Ducks is it doesn't take any more time than it needs to to set this up it doesn't no, matter he's a dick he doesn't like kids let's go to the hockey rink in the <laughs> point the of pond. this
1: podcast in the point of the movie they
2: are like halfway through the movie already what we we're,
1: we're they're clicking along it's clicking
2: i mean it's we're just clicking going along. it's uh yeah no we're, it, that's what i like about it it's just getting there because he's a dick he doesn't want to coach but he's got a coach that's really all we got to know he gets there he hates kids yeah he hates kids but he gets a driver and he comes up to the the pond in a limo the limo driver i told you to wait for i said mc gainey's in this movie you wait for me like i don't know who that is i'm like oh you will know him you see him
1: and i saw him
2: and you knew who he was and i was like
1: oh that's a guy yeah. from lost
2: beardy from lost yeah he's in a ton of stuff too but yeah, yeah he's is. the driver uh he gets to look disheveled at some children but then he gets to cheer for them in the background during uh, all those scenes later
1: sometimes he's holding a giant camera yep
2: a giant vh you know vcr vhs camera yeah great uh thankless role, but uh, yeah, so we yeah Gordon bombay, he drives on this ice in the in the limo, and he comes out there, and he's uh we meet these kids mm-hmm. and what a collection of kids we have, who's your favorite mighty duck is it Charlie Um the heart of the movie Josh Jackson, okay,
1: so I was ten years old when this came out yep. um. I was just talking to my friend at work about this, who also loves this and is the same age as us, and we're just like, oh, Charlie, he was so hot. And okay. I'm like, okay, but like, watching it as an adult, I'm like, he's a child. He's a really young child, and he is not the hero that I rem- that I recalled him to be.
2: Well, he gets more to do in, as the series goes along, and also your dreamboat aspect of it might be stemming from the fact that he would later go on to like Dawson's Creek, and so maybe remembering that... No,
1: I remember falling in love with him in Mighty Ducks because it's like he's so dreamy and nice, and he's like he's not gonna cheat and break the rules. He
2: is. He's got a, he's got more of an arc than in than any of the other kids. Yeah. So he's definitely the most prominent kid in the movie. Yeah. Even in this one, he
1: was my favorite. He
2: gets more story, especially in three, because that movie has very little Emilio Estevez. He's your new like central figure, essentially. Who
1: was your favorite Mighty Duck?
2: Well, okay. So we're not introduced to all of them here, but we, almost all, uh, we get Averman, who is our our smart aleck, funny one. Crackin' jokes. <laughs> cracking jokes, you know, he, the, the, the beginning of the movie, or the, the beginning of this episode, he played the trailer, like, think losing is funny. He's the one that goes, well, not at first, but after a while, you kind of get the hang of it. These are right. the kind of jokes. Yep. You get Goldberg. He's our big, flatulent goalie, who's moving to Philly pretty soon, but... That was a line at the beginning right here. Yeah. But then I don't recall any other uh, explanation if nope. he went or why they, he didn't go. It's like they could
1: have just cut that line out
2: of the movie. I uh, Maybe we missed it, but I don't no, know if he there brought was it up nope, again. it wasn't. There was a part where they were running around. Maybe they said something. No,
1: then. they didn't.
2: I don't know. Then you have- The internet uh, has agreed.
1: What happened?
2: It is the, uh, the other kid.
1: <laughs> it's like what I said with my description. There's a little kid. There's a funny kid. There's a fat kid. There's a-
2: you got what uh, we watched the—maybe uh, this is a good time to seg into this, but uh, we watched the Siskel Niebert uh segment on the Mighty Ducks, where the entire review was oddly devoted to the black kid in this uh, clip that Gene Siskel referred to as the jive-talking uh, black kid. He was criticizing the stereotyped yeah. children— it really is only that opening scene where he does that, and then he's he's more of just like a, he's he's tough, but he's not. Uh, uh, but he's one of the more skilled players on the team. There's the point is that they're all really bad. He's maybe the best of this current group. You also have Connie. She's the tough girl, mm-hmm. and Connie. Is, this is the thing you thought there was an ice skater in the movie. That actually turns out to be another kid that they introduced later girl. that barely has any lines. Yep. But her little brother is uh, also on the team. That's Danny Tamburelli, who's on Pete and Pete. That's our great. But he's not in this movie. Like I had a better memory of him being in war, and he doesn't have much to do. Yeah. And then there's some other kids, but that's kind of the main uh, thing. Now... In doing some research for the movie, mm-hmm. not that we do a lot of research, almost none. Oh,
1: I do so much. Okay, I'm so dedicated to this podcast.
2: Connie does play a. She's in all three of these movies. She does uh, play a role uh, as it goes along. She's definitely a memorable character. Her name, the actress's name, I escapes me, but she's in other things. And she was in like what a hot American summer, I think. She's she's stuck around. But anyway, you found a commercial that I found fascinating. Sure did. Where Let's play it Yeah And then we'll talk about it Okay Walt
0: Disney Pictures You think losing is funny? Well not at first But once you get the hang of it They were the worst team in the league Anybody could beat these pansies Until a new player showed up I'm Connie I'm forward I mean that's what I play No, she's teaching them A different no. brand of hockey The Velvet Hammer And turning them into winners No! Yes! Emilio Estevez I think he's cute the Mighty Ducks, rated PG per guy who suggested, starts Friday, October 2nd.
1: What? So that commercial... What movie was that commercial advertising? Because it fucking was not The Mighty Ducks.
2: It is not the plot of the movie. No. And it's structured very much like the first thing we played, which is around, like, the uh, Gordon Bombay's arc. He's, like, didn't want to coach. Now he's the coach, right? But this is, like, the... And you, what you said on the YouTube clip when you found this, that it aired, it was a television commercial that aired during, like, Regis and Kathie Lee? Yeah. So, okay. I'm just trying to speculate and piece it together. When you first played it, I thought for sure that that was a commercial in front of, like, a VHS copy of Snow White or Cinderella. Like, it was a a quote-unquote girl movie that they were trying to be like, Mighty Ducks is for girls, too. You can watch it. It doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what my speculation was because it's the 90s and that's how we fucking advertised to girls mm-hmm. it's like there's a girl guys you there's like it a girl but that i mean she they used every clip of her in the movie in yes. these 30 seconds
1: even <laughs> watching that clip i was like i do not remember her being in this movie because this she's not
2: even in like there's a few scenes of the guys running around and pranking and doing some stuff like that she may have been around but not really she's not in that Ooh, so that's a very weird thing to advertise a movie on but they were clearly trying to hit all quadrants weren't they i my guess is that they were The, the studio thought that more women are watching Regis and Kathy. But they lied.
1: The trailer lied. It was like, and she whips them into shape and. What? That's not, that didn't happen in this movie. In the
2: sequel, they get a new goalie that's a girl, uh, and when they're doing, they're going to LA and stuff like that. And she's more of a stronger influence in terms of like changing the dynamic team because she has like a, she's competing with Goldberg as the goalie, you know, and then the third one, she becomes like the main goalie. Uh, so. There's more, that character gets more of that than Connie does, and Connie gets to do more in the movies, but very strange. Weird. Very weird. No, we, okay, so that did remind me of what I think is, uh, I, like, I like this movie, but I did forget this weird element in the beginning when we we're introduced to the kids, Charlie and Goldberg and Averman, and they are pranking, they're putting a dollar in a bag or a purse or something, right? And they're leaving it on the road and they put like poop in it, dog
1: poop or something in it? Oh, they fill a purse full of dog shit. Yeah. Then they poke a dollar bill or two out of it mm-hmm. and then close it and right. then go put it in the street. Right. To watch someone steal it for the money and then they'll be surprised with
2: dog poop. Right. So they, they, this guy stops, picks it up, he puts it in the car, and then he has a freak out. They laugh and the guy sees them. So he gets out of the car and then all of a sudden the movie turns like the speed, the, the, the footage speeds up. High speed, like a, uh, uh, like a Benny Hill, or a you know what, what I mean, is like the little kid rascals <laughs> the little no, rascals, little rascals. Yeah.
0: rascals. <laughs> that's what it was doing. Don't. Stop, stop, Don't <laughs> stop. Put your arms down. <laughs> you, <laughs> you
1: know they're they're this. jumping
2: over fences and they do this little thing and it's like, what is this movie? Little
1: rascals. That's what it, it made doesn't me give them.
2: you much hope for the movie, but that's the only time it really does that. It was weird. The only weird stylistic thing other than that is like the puck cam where we follow a puck. Uh, into the net or whatever and people dodging it when Fulton comes around but that's just fun that's fun that's I mean that's a selling point is Mm -hmm. that puck camera but this is just goofy they're just trying to sell it as a kids movie I guess but didn't need it very strange Mm -hmm. the other thing I'll mention just in this introductory sequence in the pond is that Charlie's mom shows up and she correctly lays into him for driving a fucking uh, limo onto the ice
1: Charlie uh, sees his mom and he goes "Uh, she looks pissed
2: yeah Because she's totally right. Like, I don't care, like, what you're. Because he's like, I've been on the ice my whole life, okay? I know when the ice is going to, like. I just know. I was like, you know how much a, like, limo weighs? And now I understand Minnesota, land at 10,000 lakes. A lot of them are very shallow. And it's going to freeze over. It's very cold. I get it. It's probably not going to break. But still, like, that's a pissant thing to say to somebody like i've been on the ice my whole life Well, yes. oh, they've been driving limos on the ice all your life you fucking asshole get out yeah, of Yeah,
1: don't endanger my children
2: yeah she's right
1: you, you dui fucking she person. didn't know about the
2: dui but jesus but you know whatever um, okay so we don't need to go through this whole uh business other than the fact that we do later get introduced to like i said a couple other new ducks the best one being fulton who's like this uh big tough guy it's Elden Henson who was in a previous episode she's all that as our token quote unquote fat friend who is in the bathroom listening on Ma- uh what <laughs> Paul Walker's scheme if you recall. Yep. He's on Daredevil.
1: He he's, hasn't done a ton though.
2: He's in mo- some movies and now he was on Daredevil on yeah. uh, Netflix for a while.
1: Cancelled.
2: Yeah, but he's uh got the uh powerful swing, strong arm. He can one out of five shots nail it into the net. He's stronger than anything, but he can't skate. They got to teach him how to skate. And so he will eventually join the team and become like an enforcer slash awesome shot guy of sorts. Again, not really understanding hockey that much, but he can shoot good sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: All right. So this is going to lead into a discussion of Hans and this whole uh, messed up structure of the season season. And how Minnesota peewee Hockey works? Because
1: is it, it going to lead into that? Do yeah. we have to talk about that? I, I know you're
2: obsessing about it. I but... need to know what's going on here. So we, uh, Emilio Estevez, the, the team sucks, right? They go to a, they get crushed at a couple games. They have not won a game all season. They're zero and thirteen. They're then very much lost a lot.
1: Gordon Bombay tries to convince the team that the way to win is by pretending to get injured when people crush into them. So he's fake basically fall down. telling them to the fake fall to cheat. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that and it's not working. And the ref is even like, if I see one more throwdown, like you, I'm going to forfeit the game to you. And then he tells Charlie to do it uh, at the end of the game. And Charlie like refuses. Um, big moment for so,
2: Charlie.
1: Yep. So, um, Hans
2: uh, is an old... He sees this.
1: Then, now he goes into the old mentor... Yeah. So this is
2: a guy mm-hmm. who used to own the skate shop. Uh, Knew West's, Sves- uh, Gordon Bombay's dad really well. They were friends. And he has just been this uh, guy that enjoys peewee hockey. And has been in Gordon Bombay's life, not for a while. So we have a scene where he goes and we learn a little bit more about the Gordon Bombay backstory. Some of this, I think... Is kind of good. Um, I think the whole movie is good, but I like this, uh. (laughs) Yeah, we love the movie. I, I'm just saying, like, objectively, that, uh, learn, he, like, it's, it's on the nose, but Hans does tell him, like, oh yeah, I lost the game. The coach was pissed off at me. That was the same year my dad died. And then it's like, oh, okay, we kind of figure out, we're starting to connect, like, why this would be an impactful moment. Because Hans does say the little on the nose, but I think it's important for this kid movie, it's like, that does nothing, like, you know that that didn't have anything to do with the other thing, right? Like, your dad didn't die because you missed the shot, you know? It's like this thing that needs to be said just for him. It's not like hit on after that. I like that. It's a nice little thing to kind of get inside our man, Gordon Bombay, feel a little empathy toward him because it's important to see his turnaround. And I think this movie actually does a pretty good job of making your unlikable lead into a guy who cares about the kids and cares about what's the, you know, what's good about sportsmanship and all that. This scene's important for that. But there's some details in here that blow my mind. Mm-hmm. He says Hans. He's like, oh, that year that you lost the championship or whatever. That year you scored 198 goals. 198 goals
1: out of what? Like t- how many games 20 are they games? playing? 50 games. How many games are they because playing in this league?
2: That's uh, so many.
1: Because even 150 goals, even um. As you, if you know anything about hockey, a couple goals in a in a game is a lot. So let's say they play fifty games in a season.
2: That's a lot of game. that'd be three goals a, a game. So I think that maybe now now that I'm we're openly talking about this, maybe he said the team scored one hundred and ninety eight goals, which still seems like a mm, lot. That nah. he said for a pee wee league. He could have meant you as in like the. I might have, I'm just saying I could have misheard. He, those guys that have 150 episodes, they surely know. But, I mean, we should email them. But, even like saying 98 would be a lot, I think. Even for like Pee Wee. Because, I'm thinking about like a Pee Wee league, there's gotta be no more than, what, 20 games. Mm-hmm. Like, right? The Mighty Ducks are 0-13 before they start. And, then...
1: 198 goals yeah i
2: looked it's in it there? up yeah oh my God. according to his old friend hans bombay scored 198 goals it's impossible it's impossible <laughs> there's no way most hockey games are like five to four or not that's a high scoring hockey game we're not talking like two to one that's insane how does one kid do that i well yeah of course the coach is gonna be mad all of a sudden he can't uh hit shots or whatever <sighs> wow so that's a lot of that's a lot of you'd have to play a lot of games and so that's okay hold on, hold on. okay okay great okay
1: according to his old friend hans bombay scored 198 goals during the 1972 season 72
2: Teams... that can't be right either yeah that was 20 years ago we're
1: saying yeah which makes him like what 30 that seems okay all right yep that sounds fine. Fine. Um Let's keep going. <laughs> teams play 14 games in this wee league. Oh, my God. That's 14 goals a game. Either Hans is... I'm reading this off of something off of USA Today. and Hans is full of crap, Where Bombay was the greatest hockey <laughs> player ever.
2: Yeah, I don't think missing that one thing would have mattered. There would have been, like, he'd been in the NHL by now, right? Like, he would have been in the NHL after that year if he scored that many goals. <laughs> So, I would say 14 is probably low, cause the Ducks have already lost 13, and they play at least two or three or four games before the playoffs. Okay, so then, this gets into my, uh, they, we get a, a, he gets a second scene later, after they've, uh, boughten, uh, he, he get, in, I don't know. Oh, man. wow. It's getting late, man. Uh, per, <laughs> like, he convinced, Bombay convinces his boss, Ducksworth, to spend, Dubai. To buy is the word. How much money does he give him? He asked for like ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Which is a lot of money.
1: Not really. But Have it's a, sports it's very equipment? generous
2: because it's like they're getting equipment for the kids, jerseys, they get the Pucks, whole ducks yeah, it's ducks worth Equipment, ducks. Right.
1: Skates, new skates, they new get, sticks, the whole thing.
2: Right. So probably
1: yeah. like uh time on the ice, that probably costs money. It probably does.
2: Because yeah. they're not just playing on a pond, they're going into like an arena or whatever. Yep. Okay, so then, uh, well, we can uh, we, we can talk about that in a minute. But at some point, they get good. We can talk about the great things, the montages, and stuff like that about the essence of why us kids like the Mighty Ducks. But when they start winning, they tie a game, and they maybe win one game. We get Hans's explanation of the league. Now, there's like eight. There's like ten teams, and the the deal is, <laughs> all but the bottom two teams get into the playoffs. And then yeah. Yeah. it's regional, so there's districts, right, or district. Uh, there's 10 districts, So we're we're supposed to say, in Minnesota. Minnesota's a big state. I need it, too. I'm just saying. Seems like a popular sport. 10 districts, 10 teams. They're trying to tell me that this is 10 teams in the entire state of Minnesota in this Pee Wee League. One team for each district. Number one, that confuses me, because does that mean that this team... The Mighty Ducks, these poor kids that live in Minneapolis or whatever, are traveling to fucking Duluth for games? Like, come on. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the teams get into the... If they all, all the teams but two get into the league because they need to have this tournament of just eight teams. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this eight-team tournament where you play three games, you win the state Pee Wee championship? Yes. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> nope. Sure done. not So the first, so they're in la- they're in last place, right? Mm -hmm. But there's- there's three other teams that are pretty bad. One team has forfeited the entire season because the entire team got the measles. So they're out. So now, you have a league in which all the teams, except for the team with measles, all the teams are going to the playoffs except for one poor fucking team. How shitty you gotta feel? The Ducks are gonna be that team until they won one game. How shitty you gotta be?
1: They won, they won one, one game. game
2: and then they get to knock out that one that shitty team. It doesn't make sense. No, it's weird. And then they go into see I just assumed that we're just missing something about this, right? Like in between There's some
1: off-screen stuff we Getting don't see.
2: into the playoffs and to get into the playoffs in their league, then they play like in four different tournaments, and they play, like, 12 games, and then they get to the finals, is what I was positing. But the movie is suggesting that they play, like, three games in the playoffs, and then they're at the state championship. Yeah, What an incredibly amazing way to win a state championship. It doesn't seem like it separates the best from the best. or nope. the, It seems like a lot of luck could be involved if, like, the 1-13 team could go in there and uh, just, just take the whole just thing. Just like
1: football. Isn't that That's how NFL how works? They play no. sixteen games. They play
2: sixteen games, but generally you have to have a winning record to get into the playoffs. Now, sometimes some teams I'm will just get saying in.
1: You don't play that many games, and then you have the fucking Super Bowl. But and they then it's still over. at least
2: play a few more. I, okay, I. I it's get not that. really though.
1: The whole state, like I, okay, I think you're trying to compare this to like baseball that plays like 160 games a year,
2: or the NHL which plays like 80 games a year.
1: Okay, this is pee wee hockey, Tyler. In the middle of fucking winter,
2: but I know. But there is clearly more teams than eight teams in Minnesota that are playing pee wee hockey. That's all I am saying. There is way more teams in this. Okay. I want to know about the so whole. So we're
1: world. gonna move past this.
2: What <laughs> we're done with? I that. can't because then no, then, shut <laughs> it down. Then they they are the one in thirteen team. So in a playoff scenario, they should immediately have to play the number one Hawks, which they we've there is a whole. You, we tried to figure this out on the internet a couple nights ago. I'm
1: pretty certain it was the other
2: podcast that <laughs> well, made a whole bracket. God bless them again because I don't understand it. I don't know how they can get Genius. away with this. Okay, let's. How try. do they have to wait till the end to play the best team uh-huh. if they're one in thirteen? It's a movie, Tyler. It
1: doesn't have to make sense.
2: I just feel like it's. I, I'm sensitive to the great state of Minnesota, and I feel like I don't want the. I don't want people to short shrift how great a hockey uh culture it is there you know like there's there's more teams than this okay there's better hockey players than this one kid
1: is Emilio Estevez a bad actor
2: is Emilio Estevez a bad actor in this movie no
1: tell me more (laughs) because I think he's a terrible actor I still really love this movie I just don't think he's a good actor
2: explain yourself
1: I don't know he just seems like doesn't seem like he's really trying that hard
2: I mean, you could say that. You could say that maybe this is not his, uh, most exciting project. It's
1: almost <laughs> like this project of Mighty Ducks was his DUI sentence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You were saving that one, weren't you?
1: (laughs) No, it just popped into my head. Because he kind of... Maybe it's that he's such a good actor, but he sort of... Well, his career kind of
2: stopped. Like, he didn't... He's kind of stopped making movies after the... I mean, in those mid-90s period, it was kind of like the end of his... um...
1: Yeah, and... Major and,
2: push, and by almost by choice, he just kind of stopped making things, it seemed like.
1: And I'm totally just making this up in my head, but I have this image in my mind where he's just resentful of the Mighty Ducks, and he's tired of people asking him about the Mighty Ducks, and he is annoyed to be uh, associated
2: with this Where are you getting movie. that from? Because Nowhere.
1: <laughs> I just told you, it's a story in my head.
2: There's, I mean, there's a little bit of evidence for that, maybe, on the Wikipedia page, as we know, most accurate uh, news uh, source in the it's world.
1: It's like the Bible. Right.
2: Uh... <laughs> There is a there is a, a a quote on there that's attributed to something. I didn't look to see what it was attributed to, but he said there is a quote I'm that he said that. he was surprised by the success of the Mighty Ducks franchise. Oh. That to me suggests a person that doesn't really give a shit about the franchise. Um, I can only imagine. I think I read a story previously where he only got roped into doing part three because he was doing another major project. He only came in to do like two days or a week on Mighty Ducks three, and they they gave him like a car to do it or something like that.
1: Okay. Here's what I'm thinking, and I'm trying to sit here and think about what am I really thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Mighty Ducks is hinged on all the kids, and I don't think that Emilio Estevez has that, like, on-screen charm where you're just, like, you're rooting for him. I could give a fuck about him.
2: Get off the roof, you little monkeys.
1: I just don't think... What, it, what was that?
2: That's what he says in the movie.
1: Are you sure it's not the driver No, it's not that? a
2: good delivery of a line.
1: Yeah, I don't think he... I just... Uh, I don't think he has has that on-screen charm where you're, like, rooting for him. Even when he's trying to, like, date Charlie's mom, I'm just like, mm, you're kind of sleazy.
2: Okay, so... All right. I'll give and, you... Oh,
1: and then he, like, uncomfortably tickles Charlie, who's, like, <laughs> a preteen in the yard.
2: Okay. We've got to talk about that a little bit. So, um... <laughs> Okay, I'll give you one little piece of ammo for your uh, your thing. I did read uh, a Where Are They Now? article by, like, Time or something that was very lengthy of a lot of the people involved with the Mighty Ducks about the whole franchise. The writer, the producer, the director, Josh Jackson, a lot of the other kids. They The beginning of the article says, like... Mr. Estevez declined multiple requests for this project. See, I so I don't think he cared about. uh I, I don't like know. It. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe there's like a whole thing that happened to Emilio Estevez that I'm not familiar so, with. So, Emilio,
1: but... if you're listening to this, sorry. Let's like give us a shout out. What the, what's going on? What are you feeling did about? He
2: get, did he get me too'd and we just didn't hear did that? Did you one? get
1: me too'd? Do you hate the Mighty Ducks? Are you resentful? Do you feel like it was a, too much of a joke in your career? Like, what's going on? Because there's a sense, there's an aura of of tension
2: there you know what i think's gonna happen those guys that have 150 episodes of the mighty ducks are gonna write us a scathing email (laughs) about like how are you guys so misinformed about everything
1: hey assholes if you'd listen to two of our podcasts yeah you'd know
2: exactly why Emilio west doesn't do this or does that or this is what he said about it oh i I can't wait for that scathing email i still love you you guys are great Go ahead and send us a scathing email. Don't rate us low okay. on iTunes. Though. So I don't
1: think Amelia is a good actor in this movie. Okay. I think it would have been better cast by someone else.
2: Well, who? Okay, I, I mean, can't say the who. He's at least a name. Like this is a. You got to remember this is like a nineties Charlie Disney movie. Sheen.
1: His brother, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Martin Sheen, his dad.
2: He was too old, I think.
1: Why? Why does the age matter?
2: Well, I think it matters to uh, the story arc of him being a former young player who wants to, like, resurrect his hockey-playing days, as we were hinted at in, late like in the later movie. That's, like, at
1: the end in, like, two throwaway lines. Okay.
2: But. Not buying it. I don't Johnny know. Depp? They're not gonna get Johnny Depp, is the point. <laughs> at this kidding. point, in the
1: for Johnny Depp. I okay. mean, now they
2: could get Johnny Depp, for okay. sure.
1: What was the last movie we watched? What? <laughs> yeah, what was the last movie we, we did? Hereditary.
2: Oh, the last yeah. movie we did on this show? Yeah. The Net.
1: Okay. Sandra Bullock. There you go. Solve this
2: problem. In the nineties, we weren't hiring women for this kind of role. <laughs> okay,
1: what was the movie we did before that? Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh my god, too expensive.
2: Oh my god, it'd be such a good movie. Mel is that sweet spot of like it's a name guy that we could pay like a little bit of money for and still keep our budget down. That's what they're going for. They're not going John for an exact. They can't get John Cusack in 1992. Um. Oh, Polly Shore. You, you, they could. Well, that might have been a little before the the P Shore days. Um. The Beethoven dad. Charles Grodin. I think he was got his paycheck for oh Beethoven. Okay,
1: I I saw this. Okay. Mac from Teen Witch. Yes. <laughs>
2: That's better. That's a good casting. Oh, my God. That movie would have been amazing. That's a good casting. Oh,
1: fuck. I'll I should give be you a casting director. You should be. I think you'd be good at it. Yes. He's so good at it.
2: All right. So uh, we'll talk about the tickling because it is really weird.
1: Um, yeah. And and maybe this is... <laughs> oh, this is... leads
2: into my defense, slight defense of Emilio Estevez. Okay. Oh, okay. But we... So we do get a scene where he's hanging out with Charlie. He takes him home or something like that. And, like, he, the mom's already giving him shit, right? But she's peeking out the window, and she's... No, no, no. Amelia goes to apologize
1: to Charlie for trying
2: to convince him to cheat.
1: He's oh, been an then?
2: asshole. Well, they're outside. I think that was late. Like, this happens after Oh, okay. Outside. So
1: then he apologizes, and then Charlie feels better about it, and then the mom asks him to... And then Charlie asks him to stay for dinner, and then he stays for dinner, and then, the, then later they go on a
2: date. Well, the date... This is before the date. But he is taking him home. The mom's peeking out the window and he he and charlie are having a the, a good-hearted moment so the mom believes but he charlie or not charlie she now you got me I'll he's you Sheen machine brothers
1: got you going
2: emilio starts tickling charlie to the point where he's tickling like, him to the ground
1: like a wrestle tickle it's
2: unusual
1: a wrestle tickle <laughs> from a per, parental perspective mm-hmm. um there's a line yep and <laughs> definitely um, Your coach should not be tickle wrestling Mm -mm. you. Like we teach our kids, like there's alarming behavior and there's there's good touching touching and bad touching.
2: No, no, that's not. This is off the. You can't off the board. You can't. Coaches
1: aren't allowed to touch children. But curiously, right
2: after this. The mom is way more involved in the team. There's a like the next scene is like in the it's locker room, yeah. and she's in there. She's like, "I'm not leaving this man with these children alone. No she's the way.
1: Only parent in there. Oh yeah,
2: she's the only parent in there because she's like, I saw him tickling my kid. I'm gonna like, I don't know, I, I can't prove anything, but I'm gonna be there from now fucking on. Because
1: you suspect, and yeah. I hear that you're only here from some from DUI. Home. It's
2: you're only here on community service. <laughs> community. I have no idea what your charge was. I'm watching you in this locker room from here on in. <laughs> So, to go from that into, like, a romantic uh, thing is a little strange. But, um, yeah, very weird. Definitely a 90s thing that would not be in a movie now. No. Um,
1: you were saying something about...
2: Right. So, mm-hmm. we do get a later scene where they do go on a date when they're out uh, mm-hmm. looking at... I think they spot Bill Murray and Andy McDowell doing some ice carving yes, out of, outside. Ice this is what sculptures. I'm going to say. I'm going to defend Amelia Westvis a little bit. Because, yes, I agree. These scenes are stilted and they don't work, really. Mm-hmm. They're short and they don't have too much. Mm-hmm. Apparently during the filming of the Mighty Ducks, it was very fucking cold. <laughs> like, we're talking... Minnesota's cold in the winter, don't get me wrong. But it was, like, especially cold. Like, when way, they, way, 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 filming? way, way. Well, they were filming in the wintertime there, and it was extremely cold. To the point where, like, you know where there's scenes later when they the kids are running and skating along in the... Um, cross-airwalks with skywalks around the city, which is great if you ever go to Minneapolis. It's a great yes. way to get around because you can walk all the way downtown just in the buildings. You don't have to actually go outside because yes. it's fucking cold there, right? Yeah, And it's great. You can actually go all the way down to the Target Field and uh, I highly recommend that when you go watch the uh, soon-to-be world champion Minnesota Twins when you go visit Minneapolis. I've mm-hmm. gone to Joe Maurer Day when they're retiring his number upcoming year. Wow, the Minnesota Twins are great. Okay. Um,
1: Jesus, Tyler. But it
2: was so cold that... It was very uncomfortable, like, and they're filming at night, so it's even colder during this sequence. So you got to imagine a little bit like these people aren't really acting so much as trying to stay alive in the cold.
1: Really? You, you're going with it's cold, which is why he's a shitty actor argument? Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I would say he's dis... I wouldn't say it's a bad performance. I'd say you could argue that it's a disinterested performance.
1: Okay. We're going to move on. Okay. Okay. What I loved rewatching The Mighty Ducks okay. was that as each scene came, I was like, oh, this is the egg scene. Ooh, this is the goalie scene. Ooh, this is the Finding Fuller scene. It has these very, Fulton. like, Fulton scene. It has these very just, like, memorable scenes. Mm-hmm. So, like, the egg scene is when he's, he's decided to be a decent coach. Obviously, right. he's good at hitting goals in because he's got 198 that year.
2: She's so wow. real good.
1: So they're like passing the eggs. These are all the and... kid
2: moments. Yeah. Yes,
1: and like as a kid at ten years old, I was like, "This is fucking awesome! I want to play hockey."
2: Yep. This is. And
1: it was also around the time when I think, like in PE, we had those little scooters with a little <laughs> yeah. short hockey sticks, uh-huh. and we'd play fucking scooter hockey. Uh-huh. Oh my god! I was like, "Give me some eggs! I'm gonna own this shit." It's kind of like I think as a kid, this was the seed that gets me that same feeling when I watch Creed. And Rocky, where I'm like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to be a boxer. Let's go, I can train.
2: Yeah. This movie's got, a, I think, a good assortment of kid actors that are fun. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of these memorable kid-friendly moments. The eggs. Tying That's... Goldberg up to the goalie, and they're all Ugh. shooting the pucks at him so he cannot be afraid of the, the puck anymore. So
1: you can realize that his gear protects right. him, and it doesn't hurt. So good. These
2: are, the, these are the things that we remember about the My Ducks. This is why our generation, I think... Keeps this movie in their minds. This is what they remember. They remember Puck Cam, where you get to follow Fulton shooting his puck, and everybody's dodging out of the way because it's so fast. You remember him shooting the puck so hard that it burns through the net Mm -hmm. as he scores a goal Mm -hmm. because that's fun kid Mm -hmm. sports stuff. And it's introducing us to the well-worn genre of the inspirational sports film where the ragtag – uh lousy kids turn into uh a team of uh of uh, of winners, essentially.
1: And speaking of that Okay. What would Roger say? Hey. So Roger Ebert was a movie critic back in the day. Sure. Way before we were it blows my George mind that we Lewis. have to ex-
2: you explain this every time, but I understand that people don't remember because he's been gone. Uh, he's been a while. gone.
1: Um, so we have a pleasure of having a short clip here of his take on
2: from the Siskel and Ebert show. From
1: the Siskel and Ebert show, which we show. mentioned earlier already. And during this um, two and a half minute take, Siskel takes up the first couple minutes, um, kind of breaking down the plot. He gives his hot take on the kids stereotypes that he doesn't like. He does make a comment right before he's about to pass it off to um roger Ebert, that like you know this follows some very common movies and i didn't really enjoy it but there were some 10 year olds near me who thoroughly enjoyed it that was us that
2: was us. <laughs>
1: we're like 10 years old and i was like yes yeah correct i did enjoy it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so let's hear what roger had to say
2: okay
0: some kids boys around 10 years old sitting around me did enjoy it but i didn't enjoy it certainly not enough to recommend it. I had the same reaction that you did and you know I was able to predict everything that was going to happen yes. in this movie. This is one of those movies where somebody goes out to popcorn to get popcorn and they say, when I come back, tell me what I missed. And I say, I'll tell you now what you're going to miss. <laughs> yeah. So you can think about it while yeah. you're buying the popcorn. Yeah. This movie is right off the assembly line. It's like Wildcats and the Bad News Bears. Well, but and not as all, good as no, uh, but Bad News as as Bears. Good. No, it isn't. But it's right off of the same assembly line where the yeah. misfit coaches the losers and they yeah. win the big game right down to the Cleveland of the opposing coach who also made life difficult for Estevez when he was a
2: Wee player
1: listen i didn't watch wildcats but i did watch bad news bears and that was good i didn't see but that listen, you probably
2: saw this before you saw bad News yeah, Bears. yeah i didn't though. see
1: bad news bears until right. later let me ask you this does bad news bears have a, a passing the egg around does well, it's it a, it's
2: about it's about baseball <laughs>
1: does it have uh you know
2: it's got walter Matthau. it's a good movie i'm does, just saying
1: does it have gerrymandering in it <laughs> because that's the thing that happens in Mighty Ducks. Where they're like, We haven't Let's- even talked
2: about Banks. <laughs> <Let's-> <laughs> we haven't even talked about Banks. Oh my
1: god, there's so many good things about Mighty Ducks. I can see oh, we- why someone could think we could do a whole fucking podcast about just this movie.
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh my
1: god, it's, there's so much in here. So yeah,
2: just to, just to quickly say, like, there's a really good team, a good player on the Hawks named Banks. Who's actually like a bully to the other kids a little bit with these other kids. And Estevez, fig- or Bombay figures out that like he's part of the wrong district because he realized that he you would have been a duck if you like hans tells him you would have been a duck in the new districting yeah he's like oh hey hold on this amazing kid for the other team doesn't belong in there so he's just <laughs> a, he, like he's a lawyer dick still right i nice. actually kind of like this like this is some of the stuff i think estivist is good with in the movie because he just comes over there and he's just like yeah we're taking your best player because you know sorry the district's wrong and you can either let him play on our team where he doesn't get to play at all boom fuck off boom and it's the only reason why by the way the only reason why the ducks uh get through their first couple games now yeah the the series always finds a way to like get banks like (laughs) either away or off so they can the the team that's not very good has to like still overcome the fact that like they do a good job being like yes i know we got there because of banks but like the rest of the team will contribute to this right yep but yeah they call him cake eater um, that's his whole nickname to the whole franchise. Yes. Because, uh, you know, he's a cake eater. Yep. I don't know that, well, he's a rich boy, maybe. A little rich boy, is that what they're trying to tell me? A little rich boy. Yeah, okay. But anyway, that's bank. He, but yeah, tells, just...
1: <laughs> he tells them when he joins the team, he just wants to play hockey.
2: Which is good. But, uh, this is what causes, uh, Bombay to lose his job because, uh, the other dick coach goes to his boss and they're trying to, like, work it out, right? Because he's an old friend of, uh, uh, Bombay's boss. And he actually, Bombay, after, basically this company has let him uh, do his community service, still get paid, have Mm -hmm. a driver.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And all he's got to do is, like,
1: uh, not, he has to um, revoke his protest about Revoke the the protest. It doesn't even
2: have to, like, not let him play. It doesn't even suggest that, like.
1: All he has to do is let Banks go back.
2: Right. But he knows that they can't win. I'm just saying, like. Good on him. Good on Gordon Bay for being like, I guess a stand-up guy, but he's plucking a player, taking away from the team that he's used to. That's that's kind of a shitty thing and to all do. His to that friends. kid. So yeah. his
1: boss is like, "Are you prepared to lose your job over some kids?" And uh, Gordon then decides to quack at him. Yeah, quacking because the kids As quack a grown at the, ass adult.
2: The kids quack in their quack. Uh, class to the principal quack. too, which is a pretty great scene. Quack are yes. very memorable.
1: There's so many great scenes. Yeah. The quacking of the class. Although those his scenes... quacking is not
2: as good, you're right. He's not as good of a quacker as those kids are in the class. It's way better when the kids do it. I know. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. It isn't fair that, like, they're, like, pulling all the rich kids to, like, the, uh, the good team and all the poor kids and the bad players are on the bad team. That's not fair. But I'm just saying in the middle of the season, like, take the kid away from the team. It's a little bit... It's a shady move, man. Mm-hmm. Just to make your one playoff spot... <laughs> Whatever.
1: Okay. I have uh, tea time with Tyler. I'm ready for my tea.
2: What's tea time with Tyler? Tea
1: time with Tyler. Would you like a spot of tea? Tea time with Tyler is when I have my mug and two bags of tea. I refuse to say tea bags (laughs) because...
2: Tea bag my balls.
1: Okay. And a thermos of hot water and I refill it because I need more tea to keep up myself awake at 11 o'clock at night. It's not 11, you liar. With our four children. It is. It's 11 o'clock because this is going over an hour. Okay. (laughs) We're gonna play a little game of just six degrees of Kevin Bacon with Charlie from Mighty Ducks.
2: Oh, Josh Jackson? (laughs) Well. Oh my god, Tyler, come on. You can do it. (laughs) Josh Jackson was in Fringe. (laughs) And he was in, uh, what else is he in? Josh Jackson.
1: This is not entertaining. You are fucking this up royally. I'm halfway there. He was also in Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez, if that might get you there faster. Emilio Estevez
2: was in uh, a little movie called Mission Impossible on a previous episode with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in uh, A Few Good Men with one Kevin Bacon.
1: Bam! Again, this is... I don't know if you've done A Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon without an assist from me.
2: What assist was that?
1: I told you to go the Estevez route. You were going the fringe route. I didn't want to go... Off. I
2: didn't want to... You said with Charlie. You wanted me to connect... Yes. Charlie. So you, I thought you Was wanted to start... Was Charlie in a movie with Emilio Estevez? Okay. I thought you were telling me not to do it with Emilio oh,
1: Esteves. Oh, oh, Is that what you thought? Yes. It, how?
2: Because you told me to start with Charlie.
1: Yes, you could still start with Charlie and then hop right over to Emilio Esteves. I thought you didn't want me to do that. You're so weird. See... What is happening? Okay. Well,
2: I did it, and now you're just being a dick.
1: <laughs> with my help, because I'm awesome. You didn't help me. <laughs> uh, let's roll the tape. You told me
2: that Amelia West was in the movie we're talking about? Oh, okay. Well, Thanks. you
1: weren't remembering that. You told
2: me to start with Charlie.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't stay in the same movie. And then, do you know how Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon works, the way we play it? Do you know
2: how Charlie Work works?
1: Um, Fringe was a good show. hmm it's like X-Files type show. I don't know if like you can watch it on the internet nowadays. It's on
2: Netflix or Hulu. You know, um, well, Smashing good. Rats is Charlie work as well.
1: Smashing. Oh, Charlie from it's always sunny. Charlie work. Oh my gosh, Such a good show. Uh huh. Um, okay. Let's wrap this up, Tyler.
2: Well, then we get, so uh-huh. regardless of the confusing playoff structure, we do get a uh, great. So, you know, we get the good montages of them learning how to play. Yes. And then the tail end of the movie is pretty much devoted to your sports movie um, playoffs. You're, you're, yeah. Play the hits, right? Yep. I mean, you get uh, a lot of these great moments. You get Fulton with his crazy shot. You get... Uh, the th- Banks kids scoring like
1: crazy. You he helps the, them win the The first girl game. that
2: they brought that Bombay brings in that distracts the team with a, a figure, tw- figure skating, figure skating twirl, twirl. Distracts them so that they can shoot the goal in. Uh, you get... Uh, goldberg doing a good job i guess yep. uh saving stuff Blockin', you get mm-hmm. uh the, the famed flying v which oh,
1: flying v the flying oh. v is the
2: moment that we all uh know is great
1: yes you, it...
2: as you point okay again i don't understand the rules of hockey but you were telling me mm-hmm. that the flying v maneuver
1: mm-hmm.
2: is is not, illegal is illegal <laughs>
1: because in peewee hockey you uh-huh. can only check a player if they have the puck so checking a player means getting physical with them, right? Right. Yep. So the flying V, however, is them getting in a V formation and checking every fucking player on the team.
2: Okay. So I don't remember exactly, but when they are smashing the other players, are they doing it when they have like are they passing the per- the puck to the person and then smashing into them, or is the always the puck with the same person? Well,
1: I mean, we can pause and take a quick look here. Okay. Okay, we're going to take a quick pause
2: so we just reviewed the tape we just reviewed the footage if you the rules that you're saying are true they are definitely doing something illegal <laughs> i don't understand hockey so it might be legal maybe it's Wee rules I maybe think it's is minnesota like Wee rules, pee-wee rules. Mm-hmm. i don't know but they're clearly smashing people without the puck and yeah it doesn't, it doesn't Yeah, seem... I mean,
1: if, if that were how hockey could work, everyone would just smash into each other and clear the way for the
2: person with the pot. So just watching this clip, again, we didn't, sorry, we paused for a second to watch the clip, a lot of things came to mind again. Number one, this, in this particular game, <laughs> there's a lot of ducks gear in the audience, like the crowd. They have really like, <laughs> Or even though Bombay has now been fired, they must be doing something because oh. there's all sorts of shirts and hats that say ducks. It's their branded stuff. Maybe their
1: money got cut off, so now they're
2: selling. Oh, they're like, oh, we, gotta, well, we, we got to blow. We got to sell bo-. some
1: merchandise. <laughs> maybe they're or, merchandising
2: this pee-wee team. I need another five minutes to explain why all the the kids, or maybe they were like well, we better spend the money before he realizes that he wants it back. Yes. So let's go buy a bunch of gear and give we'll it the We'll buy all the
1: parents shirts right. and hats.
2: My other favorite part is that in the Pee Wee, again, like in the flashback at the beginning, we have play-by-play going on. So, like, and it's, like, real, like, I, I don't know. I don't know who's listening to the play-by-play. I'm not sure who's, like, listen But then again, I don't understand when, like, local news covers, like, State B like on their channel, and they're like, it's a state B tournament, I listen all day. I'm like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> like, there's high school kids playing basketball. If I had a kid that played with Maybe, it, sure. Maybe,
1: yeah. If you had a kid and you were stuck at work.
2: That's Aww. a real stretch <laughs> for TV coverage, in my opinion, but okay. <laughs> radio, this is radio coverage. Okay. Not TV. Right. But my favorite part, and this is the question I posed to you, did you find, and I was hoping you find an answer for this, is that the announcer immediately recognizes when they start into their V formation that and they're doing the flying V, everyone. Did
1: he say that? Yes,
2: he said that's the flying V. Did you just hear that? Yeah, like, I did. Like, we watched. So, what I'm curious to know about, again, not knowing anything about hockey, really. I enjoy it. We've been to some games; it's fun. But I it's don't not a thing. It
1: wasn't a thing before the movie.
2: This they invented this for the movie.
1: At least in my 90 seconds of Google searching last night.
2: So how does he know it's the flying V? It's a
1: movie. <laughs> so I don't know if you got the memo
2: before we watched this movie, but the announcer it's a movie. Knows, he knows it immediately. He's like, that's a flying V. That's a flying V. Maneuver. So
1: I'm just going to let you know, this was not um, a Minnesota Pee Wee hockey tournament documentary. It's a Ooh, fucking kids movie. I would, watch, movie.
2: That. I would I, watch that documentary. Clearly you <laughs> would. And
1: there probably should be one out there that Why exists. Why isn't
2: there one, if not They should have one. Because
1: they don't need one. They've got one. It's called the Mighty Ducks. The only
2: thing I could posit is that the announcer was covering the entire tournament. And that they did the Flying V in other games. And so he, like, recognizes it from the, the previous two games in the tournament or whatever. And then he's like, oh, Flying V. Fun fact about that Flying V, in part three, they... They, they they the third one breaks expectations right because they're in high school now and they try this flying V they're in a JV cloud, and they get pummeled by this like up, Tyler, the flying not V stupid like it doesn't movie. it doesn't make sense as a thing because if they're gonna just let people with a puck they just smash into them like it doesn't like kids yes. beyond like thirteen year olds it's not gonna work yes this is the point but it looks cool in the movie
1: okay did I hit all our segments
2: yes the big thing at the end of course uh-huh. is that oh, Charlie okay. gets a penalty shot. Oh yeah, that was the thing. That and happens. this is the emotional climax, right? He Charlie's not is in the whole series is not known as the best player. Anybody no. can get the uh, penalty shot. Ooh, I do want to mention real quick that Fulton does do my funny <laughs> the funniest thing in the movie, which is like something bad. Like he tries to, the bad coach is trying to knock him out of the game, so Fulton like dumps a kid over the um, the uh, into the over the wall, the wall mm-hmm. and he gets kicked out of the game. And I like how the, he comes over to coach. is like, well, I'm done. Like, like, I'm done. Sorry. He's like, no, good job. And then, uh, Bombay is like, why? He barely touched him, which I, I like that whole, uh, that little thing. I like how, I like, exchange. I like the line of the kid. He's like, well, I'm sorry, well, coach. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Love that. Love All that. Right, so, but then Charlie gets the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. big penalty shot and not the best player, but he believes in him. He's the heart and soul of the team. Um, and of course he, Makes the shot. And the Mighty Ducks win. And we get... This is where I think all the money went in the movie, besides Emilio Estevez. We get a We Are the Champions Queen. Like, the, the version. We're not getting, like, a cover. We're yes. getting... They paid for it.
1: I remember this. Yeah.
2: This I was, remember like, the a big songs. I
1: associated the songs with this movie. I think those songs were very popular at that time.
2: They're, yeah, but they're, they're old songs, even at that point. But, yes, I mean... But, like,
1: I remember, like, singing to those songs in the car. And... I think that's probably part of the reasons I love Mighty Duck.
2: This is what sets it apart because, yeah. you know, the big greens aren't playing We Are the Champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Angels in the Outfield not playing We Are the Champions. Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, they don't have those songs. Nope. They're not getting Queen. This movie has two Queen songs. I know. They got the other one, too. We Are the Champions was the other one I was going to say. God, it's uh We will rock you. Yeah. They have we will rock you at the end. Yeah. And so there you go. Who needs Bohemian Rhapsody movie? That's inexplicably winning awards when you got uh, the Mighty Ducks with the same music. You could listen to all your Queen music in a Mighty Ducks movie. Why would you bother watching the biopic? That's all I'm saying.
1: That's all I'm saying.
2: So you don't like Emilio Estevez. You think he's a bad actor and he's terrible in this, but you still love the movie? Oh, still love the movie. Because you like the... Excuse me. Because you like those kids. And the movie. And the movie.
1: Like, I like the, the overused familiar formula of a crappy coach coaches a ragtag team to success.
2: Because the key here is that this was our introduction to it, right? Mm -hmm. As a 10-year-old watching it, it, this is the first version of that that we Mm -hmm. see. So even though there were other movies that did it before, Mm -hmm. to us, it's the OG. It's the one that we associate with this structure and why we like it and we yes. see it in other things
1: and we were 10 years old and we were crappy at sports and we we're like oh if you just get like a cool coach and a ragtag team together you can be a champion and hockey is
2: i think for a lot of kids is, is a, a little bit more of a foreign sport because if you don't know how to skate or you don't watch it you don't it isn't as familiar as basketball or football or baseball so that's kind of fun and it kind of introduces you to the world of some pretty good. There's pretty good hockey movies out there. You got Slapshot. You mm-hmm. got this one. You've got uh, Mighty Ducks two, Mighty Ducks three. Yeah. You've got uh, Miracle, Kurt Russell one. You got even that Sean William Scott Goon movie. Pretty good. Happy Gilmore. Hey, he was a hockey player before uh, hitting the golf course. I mean, it's got a. It's got a good. Um, you know, hockey's fun. I don't understand how it works, but it's fun. And I think that uh, for us, it was just like the introduction to that, and that's why. It, it lingers in the mind. I will say this, though. When we paused the episode mm-hmm. and we watched the clip of them telling him to do the Flying V, I had a little bit of a glass shatter moment because in my mind, as a child and watching it, I'm just like, yeah, Emilio West, this is Gordon Bombay. He's the star of the movie, right? And then you just talked about how you didn't like him. That was news to me. We had not discussed it. <laughs> and then you showed me the scene where he was delivering lines, and you shattered the glass. Oh, shit. Because he seemed bad in that <laughs> little scene that you showed me. <laughs> He didn't seem to deliver the lines convincingly.
1: Yeah, don't watch this movie. You shattered my glass. You You can't.
2: If anybody listens to this thinking they love, aww, look who you did, you ruined it for everybody.
1: The movie's still really great. Yeah, but you're right, I think. Oh, yeah, especially as an adult. I gotta see what happens
2: in part two. (laughs) So at the end of the movie, he, he made a comment when they go visit the 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 Minnesota North Stars uh, Minnesota stadium, team. which is not a team. They lost the North Stars, but then now they, they have a hockey team again, which is great. Minnesota Wild. But uh they go to the – they talk to some Minnesota North Star players. I posit are real players. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> they seem real. But they're like, oh, hey. Like, the guy's Canadian, I guess, because he's just like, Oh well, people in Minnesota kind of talk like this. Sorry, everybody that I know there. But you guys have some accent things going on. But he's like, oh, hey, Gordon Bombay. You, hey, you're the – you're the best player. I used to play in Pee Wee. What are you doing? You playing? You coaching?
1: Oh, and then he like turns to his uh his c- 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 his teammate is like, "Oh man, this guy. He killed it in Pee Wee hockey. Just get it scored
2: 198 goals in 14 games, eh? He scored
1: 40 <laughs> goals a game.
2: <laughs> <It's> amazing." <laughs>
1: Mine got a little Irish On there stop, or something. Yeah, I
2: don't know. We're Well, it's been a while. We'll go visit some relatives we'll have yeah. it again. It's easy to pick that accent up. But then at the end of the movie, he decides that he's going to go and do a little tryout. Because that coach is like, hey, you ever want to try out in a minor league team? I'll help you out there, Gordon. Eh? Yeah. And then so at the end of the movie. He goes and it seems like he's going to go. And then, yeah, if you remember uh, the Mighty Ducks 2, uh, that movie begins with him being kind of a star in the minor league circuit of hockey. And then if things, you know, change, but... Annoying. It's the thing. Like, the Gordon Bombay. And, see, I thought at the beginning you... I thought I saw a sign that said, like, the championship was, like... His P, Bombay's championship was, like, 83 the 92. And I was like, oh, he's probably, like, 20. He's supposed to be, like, 25 or something in the movie. Oh, the he's most. old as shit. He's older, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know how Emilio Estevez ages. Uh, you know... So to
1: wrap this up, I would just like to say that it's so scary to go back and watch movies that you love as a child. But this one, worth it, holds up. Go watch it again and enjoy it and forget that I told you that Emilio Estevez sucks.
2: I can't believe you said that. That's It's broken for me. I, I will see what happens in D2. Whoa, <laughs>
1: uh, oh, yeah. I can't wait.
2: D2, because that's when they go to LA and they get the new, because Disney, what's weird is that Disney was real. So you say it made $50 million, but this was like a moment for Disney because they went and like bought a hockey team in LA or Anaheim, named them the Ducks. And then like they all this stuff tied together. D2, the Mighty Ducks. They had the same jerseys as like the pro hockey team had. They made an animated cart. I mean, this was the thing for Disney. Like they must've made, this must've killed on VHS. We all had that clamshell.
1: Clamshell? Clamshell
2: VHS. Uh, what's oh, Jesus. No,
1: Christ. no, 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 no. Go back. Clamshell VHS? Yeah, you know, like oh, the- Oh, the fancy plastic yeah, one that opened, that's not what just Disney the sliding were. Yeah, the Disney right. ones
2: were in the clamshells. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and they were expensive. I they were say- They were
2: like $35. Can you confirm this for me just real quick? Was the Mighty Ducks clamshell special color green? Oh, okay. Was it green Mighty... compared to the regular white? Do you think
1: if I Google Mighty Ducks clamshell it's yeah. going to come
2: up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that the cover was green and all that, but I want to know if they actually went the full, the full Monty, so to speak, and gave me a green clamshell. I don't think I, I'm kind of thinking maybe they didn't, but
1: mm, it's not looking good. Okay, I'm not even seeing clamshell as the thing. Oh, oh. no, it's just white. It's just a white, just one. a white
2: clamshell. Okay, Yep,
1: yeah, with the image. Oh wait wait, say- wait, 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 that's D three. Let's get to D- Mighty Ducks. I'm not even seeing the Mighty Ducks one in a clamshell, sir. Maybe
2: they weren't doing clamshells in '92. Nope, they
1: just have the slide on.
2: Oh, okay they didn't have the clamshells going yet no nope. interesting interesting
1: mm, seems like yeah, a missed no.
2: opportunity if they uh because even in the sequel they they brand over to the white jerseys so they aren't really green anymore yep
1: someone gets yep, someone shares their whole collection they've got all three but the number one's just in the, in
2: oh, the sleeve okay. thing okay seems like a missed opportunity if i i want to say that disney they would have it had it been during the era of the clamshell they would have uh put in a green one. That's just me. Although, I think they made The Big Green, which is that soccer movie about, like, you know, Greenfield. And half
1: the people, kids in this movie were in that. Will
2: you check and see... (laughs) (laughs) This is great for the podcast. Will you check and see if The Big Green's clamshell was green, or (sighs) if that was also just white?
1: I'm gonna guess that they're all all white. No, I had a
2: red one, and I can't remember which one it was. It was red.
1: Why are you checking for a green one, then? Because
2: I thought maybe they'd do green ones. Well, what the... the
1: fuck, Tyler?
2: Green. Was it a green? Maybe not.
1: No, Uh. it's just
2: white. What's a red one? Can you look up Disney red clamshell? Jesus Christ. That sounds expensive. They probably didn't do color ones. It's Disney. Jesus, they could have done anything they wanted. They still can. No, they're all white. They're all white. Do you think that they'll make a Mighty Ducks? uh... I'm looking
1: at it, Tyler. Okay,
2: that's fine. Robin
1: Hood had a lot of green in it, though.
2: Does the Mighty Ducks warrant a new installment? It'll be a rebranding, a reboot, so to speak. Bringing back Josh Jackson as a father, coach of a new group of teen, of players. I feel like Disney's launching their streaming service this year or next year. Don't you think that this is like one of these like Disney original movies or Disney streaming? This is, this is going to be right in the wheelhouse. They're going to make a Mighty Ducks reboot adventure for the streaming service. What do you think?
1: I'd watch that shit all day long
2: and give me Josh Jackson. Maybe he marries off uh with Connie or something. I don't know. Maybe they can just bring her back if they can or whoever they can get back to come back in and do it.
1: No, Keenan Thompson's
2: in the sequels. They could get him off of gonna SNL. He's going to marry the goalie. Oh, the goalie! I can't remember her name. She's dating no him. the
1: boy goalie. Oh, okay, sure, maybe. But they can't get him because he's too busy doing meth and getting arrested. Oh, really? Oh, really, really.
2: Oh, okay. Let me well, show you a picture real quick. I don't need to see that.
1: Oh, it's it's so sad. Glass
2: shattering. Oh yeah, there you go. Like
1: he was looking good not that long ago, and now look at that.
2: Oh okay, well you know.
1: So sad. You lost some weight <laughs> and probably some
2: <laughs> teeth and some. He's gonna see you. Just so you know. No.
1: Oh, he's really? gonna rate.
2: He's gonna go on iTunes and rate us one star.
1: Well, I hope he gets better. You know, drugs are a scary thing. Maybe
2: he'll go up to two stars.
1: Um, the answer to your question, I've now scanned through several Disney VHSs. They're all fucking white, Tyler. I think I
2: had a red one. Maybe it was not Disney, but another oh my company God. made a red one.
1: No, I'm gonna they do some research exist. on the next
2: episode. We're gonna discover this red clamshell. I had one. I remember.
1: You're, it doesn't exist. I
2: remember. Damn it! And now I'm gonna prove it to you. It's
1: probably just the the color of the thing, the nope. paper inside. It, it might was not red. have been a
2: Disney movie, but there's some of these oh, family here's some movies. Red ones. <laughs> you
1: just give me shit,
2: and then you literally just found one. it? It might not have been a Disney movie. It might have been like a Warner Brothers one,
1: mm-hmm. or I'm uh, not seeing the titles of what they are, but zoom there's in. a green one. Zoom in. Bob the Builder.
2: Oh yeah, okay. So it wasn't just uh it wasn't just me. There's some there's some red ones. I don't the know. The Wiggles. <laughs> I didn't have the Wiggles movie, but okay.
1: I can't see this person's stash. Alright. They had some red ones. Do you ever how these Oh f- oh here's one The Little Mermaid.
2: Not red. Yeah. Weird.
1: Red, right there.
2: Maybe that might have, okay, but that could be a situation where it was a rental video store and they had a lot of copies and they used whatever they could to put the the art in and they put it in that might not be a, a fair representation of the little mermaid ones maybe that's the one with that that animated erection in the little mermaid remember that shit oh we
1: all remember that okay. shit can't Look, you can't digitally remove it when we already all own the VHS, people. And it's already
2: burned into my memory forever.
1: Yeah. Creeper. Okay.
2: So you ever notice how sometimes at the end of these episodes, we just start like looking on the internet and we stretch on for an extra 15 minutes? We should work on that. Nah.
1: That's <laughs> what the best part. So if you're still listening, uh-huh. and no one is, but if you are, uh-huh. a nice job. Hey, good job. I wish I could give you a grade so that you could like have a gold star and be like, bam, look at I listened to
2: these assholes all we the should, way to the end. We should put like some kind of detail in the last minute or two of the... <laughs> (laughs) or not the last minute because people could scan or whatever but somewhere in the last 10 minutes and like put make a prize we'll give away well first of all we're not giving away my DVD copy of my ducks that's sticking with me but maybe like VHS copies of movies I don't have we got rid of all those I wish I had them no we could always go down
1: to Goodwill and buy some for 10 cents that's true (laughs) (laughs) guys thank you so much for listening Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram that's what we're focusing on this week, We are, yeah, <laughs> and, I don't uh, think I posted on there, yeah, you're going did to. I post? I
2: think I posted I yeah, don't know.
1: apparently Instagram, I'm hearing a lot of Instagram's talk recently. I don't understand
2: Instagram. I
1: think people like I think old millennials are transitioning from Facebook, which is just too much into Instagram because thought... we're we're so old that we can't figure Twitter out, but we can figure Instagram out.
2: I can't figure out instagram you you know you put a link in there. You can't click on the links. What's that deal?
1: All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And uh, this, there's hashtags. This get has it. been a full episode of Old Millennials Remember Movies, and we, Tyler Wilson, and me, Angelia Shukit, we will talk at you another movie.
2: Ducks, ducks,
1: quack, quack. quack. quack.